god. Okay, let's start. Okay, so what what's our topic for today? Okay. So- <laughs> hey guys. Um <laughs> some point this is the name currently okay okay We're, we'll change it up but right but now you obviously came up with this name in like two seconds <laughs> i did i did it was like asking it was like uh what do you want to name this podcast and i was like cool uh cool oh god oh god okay um this is fun <laughs> <laughs> oh my wait <laughs> Okay, so today's topic. So I was looking on CNN, a very reliable source. Oh, very reliable, not biased at all. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, this is so biased. So I looked on (laughs) Apple News. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw this thing about this girl. And I was like, this is kind of insane. Okay, Okay. so this girl, 10 year old Dakota Adeyemi, I hope I'm saying that right. It's A-D-E-Y-E-M-I. I I don't know if you heard about this, but she um, she's 10 and she went into school and she found out that uh, in her history class, they have literally like they don't teach black history, like period. Right. Uh And so this girl started making videos to teach black history and but yeah like 10 year old me was like you know like eating cupcakes and wearing mickey mouse shirts and yeah, 10 year old me was definitely very much slow i was worried about my body <laughs> developing <laughs> i was not worried about black history that much um, literally i was aware of it like i would be aware that we would only learn about like um martin luther king mm-hmm. and harriet tubman right but i wasn't like um you know i wasn't gonna do anything, do anything about, it. about it right so that's what i want to ask you because as much as this is great it's also like bro how bad does our education system have to be for a 10 year old to teach black history for the first Literally, time in her like, school so for me personally uh you know being a black human being uh, <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> i mean they don't know that they oh you're, you're right you're right she's indian by the way uh, <laughs> Right, I'm Indian and she's black. Uh, now that we got that out of the way, what a friendship. Anyway, <laughs> um, so for me, like I know I didn't, like I said, I didn't learn much about Black history from our predominantly white school. <laughs> I learned about Harriet Tubman and Martin Luther King. That was mm-hmm. it. Any other information I had to find out for myself, and it wasn't until my freshman year mm-hmm. when I had Mr. Lee, mm-hmm. who, by the way, at our school we have a total of four black staff members three black teachers are you so serious and i have managed to have every last one of those black teachers okay (laughs) (laughs) that seems a bit (laughs) i have made i had mr lee freshman and senior year so now and then freshman year i had mrs shaw sophomore year and miss phillips sophomore year i've managed to get every black definitely did that on purpose (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're gonna put this black girl in all the black teachers classes (laughs) but so up until freshman year like I knew who Malcolm X was but Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about him really Mm -hmm. and Mr. Lee during Black History Month does a whole unit for whatever whatever history class he's teaching he does a whole unit on Malcolm X good yeah and he shows like a comparison between him and Martin Luther King and honestly I like Malcolm X more than Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. because you know Martin Luther King like I'm not saying he was bad or anything but he always just tried to take this non-violent approach and you know he like his tactics were we're gonna say kind of subpar compared to Malcolm X because he felt like women and children should go first because you know the cops aren't gonna harm them Mm -hmm. which was proven to be wrong several times but he still (laughs) felt like no put yeah. them first malcolm x was like are you insane right women and children should stay in the back um 
Yeah, I didn't learn much about, you know, Martin, Martin, Malcolm X. I didn't learn much <laughs> until my freshman year when Mr. Lee came in and educated us. And, like, he even, like, the first thing he did at the beginning of the unit was showed us a side-by-side of mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And, you know, Mal- they, they always have Martin painted in this amazing light mm-hmm. while Malcolm was painted in this, like, evil. Right. And, you know, just heinous light because he took a more violent approach to things. Literally. They're like, we put you through hundreds of years of slavery, but if you fight back, we're going to paint you as the bad guy. Like, literally, if you fight back, you're in the wrong here. (laughs) No one else. Yeah. So the picture was, like, him holding a gun at the window, and then there was just a picture of Martin just, like, I don't know, protesting or something. And like off first look you're like why is he holding a gun at the window like it looks menacing it looks like what mm-hmm. are you doing later we find out that he had been getting threats like him and his family had been getting threats so he was protecting his family right but you know i really like that was like the first i ever learned about malcolm x and i was like why am i just now learning this my freshman year of high school mm-hmm like that doesn't make any sense to me and even so then like the most that I've learned about black history has been with Mr. Lee like senior year this year I took his civil rights class which he created thank god (laughs) (laughs) he teaches it and it's my god you just learn so much and I was so happy and so surprised to see that the class was like had so many white people in it like I know we have a predominantly white school but I expected it to be mostly black people Mm -hmm. because people who just don't want to learn about you know it's it's, a, it's an awkward yeah thing yeah so they feel yeah like if i get the choice not to then i'm not i just won't to. yeah but it's yeah. it's crazy that a 10 year old had to take it upon herself to be like hey mm-hmm. there there's something should be done here we're not learning anything that's right not fair right and i was gonna say too like like that's so good that you learned about Malcolm X, but the fact that the fact of the matter is you learned about him because you had Mr. Lee. And I don't know if I have to censor out teacher's name, so I'm going to probably do that in post edits, but I'm going to say anyways, the fact that you had Mr. Lee, right? Exactly. Because uh, here I am, I'm a senior in high school. I still have not heard about Malcolm X in our school system once. Exactly. Like you have to have the black teachers to learn about, like even the way um Miss Phillips taught us, um for what book were we reading their eyes were watching god yeah no, that was uh was that that one no that we we read that junior year right what well, whatever book we were reading when we had our race discussion that mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened had we had a white teacher uh-huh because then it would have yeah. been like this is racist <laughs> right no yeah yeah really so it really like it it takes for us to have teachers of color to get experiences for people of color. Right. Right. No, let's talk about that for a minute because I I literally I say this a billion times but that literally was my favorite day in all 12 years of, you know, schooling. Same. Is like that that was the most that like that day sticks in my mind. So for people who don't know <laughs> Just like everyone. Um, But um, when me and Chloe were sophomores in high school, we had a teacher, a black teacher. And for one of the discussions that we had, she essentially uh, segregated us. (laughs) It sounds so bad. No, but... um, For lack of a better word, she segregated us. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like, I don't know how else to put it. But the white people were put into a separate classroom for their own, like, discussion of similar, like, questions. But, you know... Obviously, they'll have varying answers from the people of color. And uh, every other person of color was kind of put into, um, you know, into uh, one classroom with her, with the uh, teacher of color. And even then, it was like, what, like 20 of the kids walked, like, were white and they left. And we were left with like five people of color, like, in that class. Yeah, it was such a <laughs> like, small amount of people. And I still, even sitting in that room, I was just like, like, you know how even like even when you're amongst minorities if you're the minority of the minorities then it's even yes. it's even more just like ah. literally i think the other recording ended but i'll just uh splice them together okay cool anyways um so what i was saying was uh chloe's black <laughs> <laughs> yes i don't know if y'all knew this uh accurate 
Um, so, anyways, um, you were, I think, the only black kid. I at least had a couple other Indian kids in the class, I think. Yeah, it was um, mostly Asians. Mm-hmm. And then, of, of course, there was he who shall not be named. Um, but he was barely <laughs> ever there and, you know, didn't talk even if he was there. So, we all got split up mm-hmm. and, you know, it just made us feel more comfortable. Right. So, it, it definitely made me feel more uncomfortable. And so, here's the thing. I... This is, we talked about this, I don't know, you weren't there, um, but in Avon Voices for Equity, we talked about this. Oh, when we not like that, huh? uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But but when we have these kinds of discussions, right, and when we talk about Black history, Asian history, obviously here we don't have much Asian history, like in terms of American history, but we have definitely a lot of Black American history, right? Mm -hmm. So... It's like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? Like, you're in high school, and there's going to be white people who feel white guilt from hearing this kind of stuff. Exactly. We, as POC, have to make sure that they, you know, uh, that we are not mistreating those people who have done nothing wrong. um, And we are simply calling out the actions of their ancestors and, you know, making sure that they don't repeat history. Right, right, right. But then... Then comes the ignorance from white people, right. which I don't like. Exactly. Then comes the, you're blaming me for something that I didn't do that ancestors did 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm, um, I'm blaming you because, and it's not that I'm blaming you. It's more that I'm blaming the system because you still like reap the benefits right. of what happened. Right. And people, I hate people are like, you don't blame like Jews don't blame Germans for the Holocaust. And I'm like, because Germans paid their reparations and apologize for it every day. They don't have racist statues up. They don't wave Nazi flags. Right. It's different in Germany. They know that that was bad and they say they're sorry. They even have like a Holocaust memorial. Right. Y'all on the other hand. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously that's something they'll like continue to pay for. But I feel like it's like, it's because we don't teach us about what really happened i've said this a ten thousand times when we learned about history it was slavery existed martin luther king came he peacefully stopped slavery and everything was okay underground railroad underground railroad they were like oh underground railroad happened and all the slaves were fine after a couple years like that's not like and so harriet tubman and then there was rosa parks Mm -hmm. like that's it like you know she didn't want to get up yay (laughs) And, Look, and so when we when, we, when like, we learn about history like that, right, the white people don't see what actually happened. So obviously yeah, they're not going to feel as terrible. though it was as bad as it was. And that's the problem. Like we we are so um, we're the system is so broken, broken to make white people feel comfortable that the rest of us, the POC and especially the uh you know black people are mm-hmm. made are made to feel uncomfortable and we're told deal with exactly. it exactly because we we want to make the white people feel comfortable right 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 like i know for me personally you know i've i spent so much of my life trying to assimilate to white people because that's what i was surrounded with mm-hmm. so it was just like i want to fit in i want to belong i don't want to feel like an outsider so i'm going to do whatever i can to be with you guys even if that means putting myself in uncomfortable situations to make you more comfortable because you know this about me I will always try to make a situation comfortable for other people because I hate uncomfortable situations like just disgusts me but like I will go my hardest trying to make someone feel comfortable in a situation whether it's like a group of friends and there's one person that doesn't know everybody or whatever Mm -hmm. and I, you know, like I said, in turn, I would end up making myself uncomfortable because I was just like, I want everyone else around me to feel like I'm this cool, fun person. Mm -hmm. So I would censor myself in the things I say. I wouldn't use some slang or just what some words that I would always just like normal AAVE, like Mm -hmm. that I would just use at home. Mm -hmm. I would be like, I'm not going to say that around these people because A, they're not going to get it. B, I don't feel like explaining it when they don't get it. And C, I don't want to get the weird look and the awkwardness afterwards. Right. Like even the N word, I will say it all the time. But when I'm around a certain group of people, I'm just like, "Mm, right. No. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, like we get it. Like Avon is a very white town. (laughs) (laughs) The white people. (laughs) It's very cool. 
it's very serving me very much mayo giving me very, very much, much caucasity mountains of caucasus <laughs> <laughs> the caucasians very very much flavorless um white people are gonna get mad <laughs> giving me very much jimmy give me your phone <laughs> Very much. Oh my god, your hair is so nice and fluffy. Can I touch it? No! The amount of times I've had someone pet me like I was a poodle? Oh my god. It's giving me very much I gotta go to my dad's house on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of out of pocket. I don't know. It's giving me very much I let my dog kiss me on the mouth. Um, (laughs) And I think it's fine. You know, it's giving me very much salt is spicy. <laughs> you know, bro. <laughs> ketchup. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's what Avon reminds us of. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Avon reminds us of. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so we're aware, but at the same time, I really don't care about making the majority comfortable. <laughs> like, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, like I feel like white people will be more comfortable once they realize that we're not trying to blame them. We're trying to blame a system that they're benefiting from, you know? Exactly. And that's what they will continue to fail to understand. It's like, um, you know how, like, automatically we'll, we'll just say white people are all white people or whatever. And they're yeah. like, hey, it's not all white people. And I'm like, first of all, if you got offended, I'm talking about you. <laughs> Literally. Second of all, it's like, I saw a TikTok explaining this, but for when people say all men Mm -hmm. are bad, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, obviously, we're not saying that every last white person there is, is bad. I mean, sometimes white person rating them, but that's neither here nor there. That's a safe. Wait, you cut out a little, can you repeat that part? Yeah, I said, I mean, there, sometimes I may or may not just assume that any white person that I meet is racist, but that's personally a safety (laughs) precaution. Um, but that's another thing of like um you know just because some men are bad you kind of have to be wary for all of them so like i don't blame you on that exactly and so to the point where it's like we know not all white people are bad but if there's enough then you're going to say all but in the tiktok that i watched she used the example of ticks for ticks Mm -hmm. no one says you know if someone says oh you be careful around ticks because you you know don't want to get bit you don't want to get like lyme disease and they're like well not Mm -hmm. all ticks carry diseases we right, know. but you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. Like, but, you know, if enough ticks do, there's a chance you could get it. <laughs> exactly. So, as a precaution, watch out for ticks. Exactly. Like, it's right? not that hard. They're not gonna to be like, ahead. watch out for the ticks that have. Like, how am I supposed to know? Exactly. <laughs> how am I? Supposed, what am I gonna do? Have a conversation like, hey, yo, you got a disease? All right, I'll stay away. <laughs> you know, ticks would lie to. <laughs> right. Like, ticks no. could speak English. Bro. Let's talk about this for a minute. If ticks could speak English, <laughs> you know they would lie. Ooh, it's like you? it's like having an STD. They'd be like, "No, I don't have a Lyme disease." Are you kidding me? That? that could never be me. Why would like, you even think that? Why would you even say that? Like, you know that hurt. You know. <laughs> you know that I'm trying. Oh my god, I don't like us whatsoever. <laughs> so. You know, it's just like we as POCs just have to always just like, you know, be cautious and Mm -hmm. whatever, because it's like, I I don't know, I could be like, I could look at you and think you're a nice person because you're walking around smiling and you walk up to me and call me a porch monkey. So how (laughs) am I supposed to know? (laughs) Look, I know it's a slur, but every time you say porch monkey, I (laughs) Bro, like imagine it a little bit. Like it's Bro, it's so funny. That's why I say it. Like like you could literally walk like I I could think that you are the nicest person in the world and you walk up to me and you're like, "Yeah, you wouldn't be a house slave." Excuse me? <laughs> you said what? Pardon? I wouldn't let you touch my food. What? Doug? Doug? <laughs> Doug? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that no one's gonna know what dog means. 
Anyways. Duh. Um, duh. Oh my god. We need serious. <laughs> Bro. No one's gonna no one's gonna get it. Only we just duh. No one's gonna understand us just saying Doug for <laughs> three minutes straight. Mid laugh. Doug. Doug. <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. What were we talking about? Porch monkeys. Um... <laughs> what were we talking about? Porch monkeys. We were talking about white comfortability. <laughs> but um literally. I thought about this one thing. Like, so there's this TikToker who I love. She's a white girl. She has a black boyfriend. She's gonna have a little mixed baby, but she's Cute. not racist about it. That like she is genuinely a white person who understands her white privilege, and then like she even is reading the book White Fragility. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, you are an actual woke white person. Like you are genuine. Like you're doing your work, your part to make yourself more racially inclined. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes you such an amazing person. And like to that point, right. like when white people avidly do the work to make themselves not racist, mm-hmm. I genuinely admire that because A, being not racist isn't enough. Like you don't get a right. prize for that. Like when white people yeah. are like, oh yeah, I'm not racist. I went to a Black Lives Matter protest, blah, 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 blah. Good for you. I don't care. Like, it's not enough to just not be racist. You shouldn't be racist. That's the baseline. You're, mm-hmm. you're giving the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You have to actually work. And then you can't expect POCs to give you all the answers that you need. Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, like, there's some that it's like, okay, like, you know, certain cultural things you'd want to, like, learn from a person of that culture. But other times it's like you have to actually go out there and want to know the knowledge and make yourself a more racially inclined person. You can't mm-hmm. just sit here and expect for every POC that you meet to tell you everything and anything that you may need to know about your culture to make you a less racist person. In my opinion, it makes you still ignorant if you just expect POCs to come in and save you and give mm-hmm. you all the information that you need without you having to go and do any hard work. It's like a teacher, basically, right. like assigning right. you work and then you just asking the teacher for all the answers. It's like, what are you, what are you learning here? Right. Like you're not doing exactly. anything to find the, the answers yourself. I can't just give you all the websites to go to for each answer. Right. Because if you really care about something, and this extends to everything, if you really care about something, you go out, you do your own research. You don't depend on everyone else around you. Exactly. You know? Like, for example, for colleges, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you didn't find your dream college. You weren't just like, yes, th- this random college, the first college I can think of, this is my dream college. No. Right. You went out and you found a bunch of information and then you were able to pair a college that, you know, with yourself that you felt like you connected with and you were like, this is my school. Like, I want to go mm-hmm. here. You weren't mm-hmm. just like, you know, scrolling through like America. It was just like that one. yeah and also like I think it's really important in any scenario you know um to go out and do your own research because it allows you to formulate your own opinion yeah I don't like bandwagoning I don't like white people who just you know listen to something a POC said and then just Just blindly exact same thing yeah especially because in the POC community there's people who aren't like great people there's people who hate what like are very much prejudiced against white people there's people who you know are very radical like there's yeah, there's, there's, there's people who are many also people. extremely ignorant and just mm-hmm. you whatever it is that comes out of their mouth with no kind of evidence or anything to back it up and those are right and that also harms us to. right exactly so when that stuff and then that that also harms us if they're like spewing nonsense but to get a certain point across yeah, or just to get a and reaction then white people are you know absorbing that saying it out it makes the whole movement just seem pointless and stupid and childish right yeah so that's why it's so important that everyone who's an actual ally who's an actual you know trying to make a difference does their own research formulates their own opinions sees the problems through their own eyes i forgot exactly what it's called is it called performative activism Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. so it's when you know like you see something being done like for example i was watching this show called grand army and Mm -hmm. in the show there's like have you seen it 
I saw a couple episodes. I think you're you're talking about the main girl, right? Uh, like the yeah. the yeah, yeah. the white one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. She got <laughs> issues, but it. it Anywho, yeah. Look, that we'll talk about that another day. But <laughs> so the main character, I, I'm I'm thinking of like her actual name. Her name's Joey in the show. Right, right. So Joey. It, the show it kind of breaks down. Like you know, there's like the white people problems at Grand Army, and then there's the black people mm-hmm. problems, and then the Indian people problems. <laughs> it all breaks down into that basically and yeah. most of the characters are connected in some type of way yeah and for the black people problems it was you know like they had all decided to kneel for the national anthem you know colin kaepernick all that all that stuff during their yeah. um before their basketball game this was like the girls basketball team right and mm-hmm. joey was part of the dance crew at their school and saw all of them kneeling, all, you know, mm-hmm. all POCs kneeling. And so then just decided, or I think there might have been like two white people, but I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. saw that and then decided to kneel, then automatically pulled her friend down. And I'm like, you don't even know what you're kneeling for. You just see a bunch of POCs mm-hmm. banding together, kneeling, obviously pre-planned. And you were just like, I'm just going to kneel. Like they could literally have been kneeling for anything. It could have been something mm-hmm. bad. It could have been something that you don't even agree with whatsoever. Right. But you decided it's a bunch of coloreds kneeling. I'm gonna kneel. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Look at those. <laughs> Look at those colors. Say- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it. You're not gonna say it. <laughs> I wanted to say porch monkeys so bad. <laughs> it's a bunch of porch monkeys kneeling. I'm gonna kneel. Jesus that's, like, that's like. That's like me going to a protest or something, not knowing what the protest is. Seeing a bunch mm-hmm. of people, you know, sitting down, like it's a silent protest. So I see a bunch of people sitting down. I go and sit down with them. I'm like, hey, why are we sitting down? Oh, mm-hmm. we're against abortion. Oh, <laughs> yeah, literally. I, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely a problem. Like performative act. That's I would honestly. If someone's racist, but they have facts to support their racism, I would more wholeheartedly like them than someone who is just performatively. Here's, here's my thing about racism. I'd prefer for you to, like, I don't like people who are closeted racists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're racist, just say it. Like, like literally, like, if you, I, I hate when people... I hate those people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm not racist, but sometimes black people, sometimes Indian people, like, mm-hmm. you know, those people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm not racist. My my sister's cousin's baby daddy's black. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. But mm-hmm. people who are just outwardly racist, like, yeah, you're a porch monkey. Then we can have a dialogue. We can talk. Right. And we can I can figure out where your racism stems from. Like we can we can genuinely have a conversation, but you can't mm-hmm. have a conversation with someone who does not believe that they are a part of the problem. It's like talking to a freaking dodo bird. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my two biggest like triggering things are like people who are uneducated and people who, you know, are not open about themselves. Yeah. Like if you are a closeted racist. I don't like you. If you're an uneducated racist, I don't like you. But I have if more you're an uneducated ally, I don't racist. like you. Like, you know, like, at least, it, like, educated. Okay, but I don't even think you could be an educated racist, to be honest. But, like, I, I don't think you, so at all. But if you, like, pull out statistics, like, more statistics than I have, if you're like, oh, the reason I don't like any people is because they stole 90% of the jobs from white people based on this sort. Like, I would, you know, I would crumble. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know so, like, that's, that's like somewhat respectable at least right. but like, like like i still don't like you but i have more respect for you than a person who's gonna sit here and deny 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 that they hate that they don't like black people and mm-hmm. then call the cops on a five-year-old for having a lemonade mm-hmm. stand mm-hmm. like and it's the way that racism presents itself just to bring it back um to what we were talking about in the beginning yeah is just the lack of education to make one group of people more comfortable than everyone else exactly, is exactly. It's racism. It's racism. It's definitely like, racism. Like, as POCs, we should not have to sit here and feel like we need to walk on eggshells around white people. If anything, we should be so comfortable that it makes them uncomfortable. Like, we are so focused. Like, the whole white fragility thing. Like, we're mm-hmm. so, like, they're so fragile and just so, like, 
like even like talking about racial matters in front of the group of white people you see like the faces just you see like their faces start twinging up and just fe- looking so genuinely uncomfortable with the situation and it's mm-hmm. like you should be this is a yeah. conversation that's going to make you uncomfortable and that's okay i just need mm-hmm. you to sit here and be able to have an open dialogue tell me why it makes you uncomfortable why does talking about race make you so uncomfortable are you racist yeah exactly if you're not racist like you shouldn't be concerned let's be honest like like, if you're not like if you're not racist why does a conversation about race make you so uncomfortable do you you feel bad you Mm -hmm. that's it like it's you know you feel bad that our people have gone through so like pocs have just gone through so much throughout the years and you know that your race is a direct reason why Mm -hmm. and so it's just like damn right and we're not saying every white person pay for it right now. We're saying help make a difference because you should accept the fact that your ancestors did make a mistake. Exactly. You know, you can't just like you, you, have, you have the power right now. So we're obviously going to need your help to bring down the system that is, um, you know, allowing directly benefiting you. Right, that's benefiting you and putting down POCs. Oh, I was literally about to say something. Oh my god. Um words porch monkey <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get beat up if, if i go to school i'm gonna get like dots bro <laughs> all Jesus. the black girls are like like every heartbreak girl comes up to you so you think saying porch monkey's funny huh look well well back, back it's up. not funny i okay i would like to say this right now <laughs> <Porch>. <laughs> Before I get actually doxxed, Borge Monkey is not funny. It's the fact that Chloe says it. And, like, the way Chloe says it is so funny to me. I'm sorry. No, because literally, I I got called a porch monkey, like, three times. I shit you not. I was on Yubo, right? Yubo is a dangerous place to be. I swear. I had joined the live, and this this black man, he was literally black. Coonery. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> this black man literally he looked at me he was like chloe he was like goddamn porch monkey <laughs> excuse me <laughs> i didn't even say anything i simply joined the line <laughs> to hear what you were talking about and i get called a porch monkey I, i'm just breathing at this point <laughs> that's definitely in like top 10 things that feel illegal <laughs> but aren't like, <laughs> like bro I I felt so personally targeted and I, I got so angry in the moment, but I was also laughing so hard. Cause no, you did not just call me a it's just, monkey completely unantagonized. It's just the because for me I'm not I'm not picturing a black person. I'm picturing a literal <laughs> monkey like <laughs> just on a porch. Like I don't know what else to say. That combination of words oh is God, hilarious. No. Like, and then it's it's like conversations like this like me just openly joking about slavery would make a white person so like Mm -hmm. uncomfortable but then it was like it's like i don't like i somewhat want you to be uncomfortable but at the same time Mm -hmm. i don't want you to be like i don't want you to be too too comfortable to where you feel like you can hop in right on the jokes because it's like i can say someone's a porch monkey you cannot that is racist like i i will i can say yeah. like you know i can just look at someone i'm like yeah you'd be a house slave you were you're bright enough you know like the, you would definitely be allowed in the house and yeah. be in the fields like uh, it's plain and simple you know you know like we'll say things like okay so there's there's a term that i don't think i don't think people outside of the black community know but so oh, I'm God. not going to say the full thing, but I'm just going to say like what we normally call it, like just the last part of it. It's called the itis, right? So, okay. <laughs> oh. oh, no. So if any oh, black no, people no, are listening, oh, no. I, I said the itis and you knew exactly what I was talking you, you, I know you pictured Thanksgiving Day because the itis what? is, so it's basically feeling lazy right so it's how the, mm-hmm. the first part of it is n-word har r itis yeah oh oh yeah. my yeah. god right so we'll be like oh you got the itis right so like if, if you've eaten like a large bit of food you know like say on thanksgiving and then you're like laying in bed for the rest of the day or going to take a nap it's like 
yeah, she got the itis. Like that's automatically. Oh my god! Like if you are lazy after eating, you have the itis. <laughs> that's that's who we are. The, that seems kind of racist. <laughs> I don't know if you but, want to um, believe, but uh, like if I were to say that around a white person, I don't, I don't want you to feel comfortable. Like, oh yeah, I had the itis the other day. Whoa, hey, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> that's a real <laughs> come that's on a... like don't get too too comfortable okay anywho i thought of a great topic <laughs> topic so top one top one <laughs> so a great topic is <laughs> <laughs> i don't like you at all <laughs> Oh. I'm done talking to you. Anywho, that's racist. <laughs> you see what she does to me. <laughs> but so let's let's dive into the white savior complex. Yeah, <laughs> the automatic disgust. Oh my god. So for those of you who don't know what a white savior complex is, it's when it happens in so many movies. It's like a common movie trope, but. It's mm-hmm. when it's literally, literally in Grand literally. Army. <laughs> it's it's when a you know a POC is having a problem, and then they have this white person come in and basically just act like they're here to fix all their problems. So, for example, mm-hmm. like you know when a um say there's like someone who's like living like you know who doesn't have a great living situation. Um, and someone like a white person comes in and is like, Oh, yeah, I heard you weren't having such a great living situation. Here's food, here's clothes, here's money to help get you out of mm-hmm. here. That's you know, a person who's a white savior. And a mm-hmm. lot of people have this white savior complex grained into them, and it's so absurdly <laughs> disgusting and annoying mm-hmm. Because that in itself is racist. It's you saying, oh my god, you need help. And not because of systemic racism, but because you're lower exactly, than me exactly. kind of thing. Like, But yeah, conti- continue about the uh, yeah, white but, savior. Well, white savior complex, it's so annoying. And, and the worst part about it is that so many black people allow white people to play into that role. But, like, there have yep. been plenty of times where, like, but like I know like black people will use this to their advantage you know like for mm-hmm. example they'll you know go crying to like a white person and be like oh my god can you help us my family's so poor to get food or to get whatever mm-hmm. they may need like oh I really want to get these new sneakers but my family can afford them and you know they'd be my only pair of shoes blah blah blah, blah. and it just mm-hmm. gives me very much white savior com- complex and it's it's not it's not okay for us as POCs to play into it either. Like do do you right. remember back in like middle school when we had to read that book um I will always write back? Oh, I God. don't remember. So. <laughs> I was not here for one year in middle school, so it's kind of mixed. Oh, okay. Um I remember we were in eighth grade <laughs> together, so obviously <laughs> Yeah. But um, <laughs> so there's this book. It's called "I Will Always Write Back," and it's about this white girl with her African pen pal friend, who you know they started <laughs> mailing each other back and forth because of like this little thing that they were doing at school, and then they really you know became good friends. So they would continue to mail each other, and so the their names were Caitlin and Martin. Martin's family was really poor, like really you know they weren't well, like like they weren't doing well. And, you know, at certain times, like, you know, Caitlin had found out, like, so, like one day she had just mailed him, like, 10 or $20 or something. Um, just because yeah. she was like, oh, happy birthday or whatever. And, you know, that was like, oh, sorry, I just got a text. So in the book, you know, the, like, this $10 was so much to him. And, you know, because, like I said, he's from Africa. So that $10 was so much. He was able to like, buy them, like, a week and a half's worth of food. And whatever, right? And throughout the book, it just mm-hmm. plays to this white savior complex. You know, he ended up needing to, he needed to finish school. So, you know, she mailed, mm-hmm. like, they were trying to figure out a way to mail him more money without it getting stolen. And, like, it was just so much happening. And I'm like, 
I know you had the purest intentions at heart, the both of you, but it truly just mm-hmm. played so hard into the white savior complex. And I was just like, it hurts mm-hmm. how much it like, right. like it genuinely hurts to see how much you like, mm-hmm. like in the, the, the fact that you don't even realize that it's happening either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, and for people who might still be confused, like, how do I know if I'm being a white saver, just helping someone? If you are benefiting mm-hmm. from it, or you are doing it, like, yeah. for the benefit, like, if you have any like, kind of, if you get any kind of personal gain from it, even if it's just, like, bragging rights, then, you mm-hmm. know, that it's like when white women adopt black babies. Like, you're you're mm-hmm. doing it to say you saved some random Just African to say child they did. Like, from poverty. Like, it's, right, that's right, not... Right. It's like when people go to, like, Africa or, like, Asian countries and then just to, like, post on their Instagram and say, like, I helped exactly. an orphanage. Like, <laughs> like you're not helping you're anyone a white at savior. that point. When you um, say, like, for Black Lives Matter, I'm eating a cookie, by the way. Sorry. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I don't like to really hear you good, munching. Honestly. But um, <laughs> when um, you go to like a you go to a Black Lives Matter protest just to take pictures, or you post nothing mm-hmm. regarding anything Black Lives Matter and nothing during Black History Month or anything, and then you go and post like a black square on Blackout Tuesday, like oh. you are a white savior. Oh, you are doing this strictly to say mm-hmm. I did something. Hmm. And I, and I'd also like to because when you talked about the black square thing, it reminded me hmm. of a special someone. And uh, is this person? <laughs> is, is this is this I, the person who we um is in our class? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So like, you can be POC. You can be part POC, but if you have you know a part white to you, and. Uh, <laughs> And you are um, supporting, you know, other POC or even your own, um, you know, like uh, family background, like that kind of ethnicity, if you're supporting that and you are getting benefits from it. It doesn't matter to me that you are a quarter, half, three quarters POC. You are getting white benefits for that. Like (laughs) if you're white passing. Like if you are Mm -hmm. half POC, Mm -hmm. but you definitely look POC, then it's like, okay, you right. don't reap the benefits as much. Yeah. Having that half white side of you still right. does get you some, like, just a teeny teeny bit, but because you still look mm-hmm. POC, you still are facing the same adversities as us. <laughs> Bruh, I was literally gonna say that I'm still upset right now. I'm going to cry. You, I was, I was going okay. to say something. <laughs> okay. 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 Is that what you have to say? Okay. Look at me. I'm Cody. Okay. I'm black. (laughs) That's your whole personality in this podcast, by the way. Yeah, literally. That's what we bring to the podcast. And then if we get anybody, look, Raga is the alien. That's (laughs) Cody. Caroline Literally. is Asian and And then white. Desiree is so freaking Asian. <laughs> like, like you... No, She's Asian Desiree, and black okay, a well, We're going to tell you something about our friend Desiree. Um, Desiree is racially <laughs> ambiguous. I'm not even going to lie to you. First time I saw her, I was like, I don't know if she's Mexican, Samoan, Asian, Hawaiian. Like, this girl Hawaiian. could literally pass for anything. I'm like, Hawaiian. she could be Polynesian. Yeah, bro. I, I was, was like, Asian, maybe Mexican, and then I remember she brought in egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> she brought in egg rolls. I was like, okay, not Mexican. Oh my god, giving me very much Noelle Miller. I can't figure out what she is. Sorry, Noelle. Um, this is not a Noelle diss track. Also, I don't know why I apologize if he's going to hear this. Like, this is going to be just literally the only listeners are going to be us. And then, like, yeah, Caroline. You know, some, some that, like, that one <laughs> random dude in his mom's basement. Like, I don't agree with anything you're saying. 
<laughs> and you're both extremely racist. Literally. Uh, honestly, we would like to make it abundantly clear. We are two children. We are educated somewhat, I like to think, because we are people of color. So we are spe- exactly. speaking from our experiences. However, we are children. We know we are we're we're just making it very clear. We are very much minors. Well, I have stated that we are both seniors <laughs> in high school, but we are still minors for the next couple of months. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, you're gonna stop being a minor mm-hmm. before you know you're gonna be an adult. It's disgusting. I'm gonna be a <laughs> five foot adult. That's so embarrassing. You know how embarrassing that For is? you. <laughs> no, to I'm gonna you. go to college and people are gonna be like, why is this college here? Like, who's this, who is this actual child? Giving me very much Freddie from iCarly. Pre-puberty, pre-puberty. We're literally gonna, bro. Oh, I think God. the same oh, thing. God. I'm like, I know I'm taller than you. She's five feet. I'm five five. So I know that I'm taller than you, but still, sometimes I feel so short, especially because guys can just be so tall for no reason. So I'm like, I'm gonna pull up my freshman mm-hmm. year, and they're gonna be like. See, you have the face of a possible sophomore or junior, but your height says you could be a sophomore or junior in high school. So explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a it's fun time. But also, I'm like still kind of average height, but I still feel really short sometimes. It's not okay. I'd really like yeah, to just state that, that you can, if you are always trying to be super racially appropriate, it can come off as racist. And I know for white people, it sounds so confusing. And it's like, because, there's so many rules. How do I know if I'm racist or not? But it's yeah, like, I was going to say, if you, yeah. for example, if you go out of your way, to, like if someone's like, oh yeah, Chloe's black. No, she's African-American. No, I'm black. I'm not African-American. Like, African-Americans are people who were born in Africa and then came to America. Uh, my original ancestors are African-Americans. I am a black American. Navi is an Indian American. That's just yeah. how that works. Like, you're a mm-hmm. white American. I'm not going to call you mm-hmm. European because you're not. You're white. Don't, you don't, like, you don't mm-hmm. have to try and be so politically correct because I, like I said, I don't, most black people don't identify as African American. Just call us what we are. We're black. It's okay. It's not a slur. Mm-hmm. Just don't say blacks. That sounds wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, right. And I feel like there's so many different, like, that's definitely one way that I've seen, like, people be racist towards me is like, you know, obviously there's a blatant racism. I've been called a brownie. I've been called the N word for whatever reason. I've been but called your TikTok a lot comments of can get a little. You know, <laughs> they're, they're a bit iffy, yeah. But um, but I can also feel racially uncomfortable if you're trying too hard because that shows me that you're thinking exactly. about my race all like... the time. You know, like I've had people like ask me like like at the school lunch like if there's hamburgers they're like oh you're gonna get that and then someone just stepping in being like she's hindu <laughs> and see, like see, okay me being your friend i just said like idiots like i know that like you know it's it's always the, okay first of all here's I'll, here's an example of a racist white person i don't care if you're black white purple green blue like a racist white person will automatically go to like the colors like purple and green to be like oh i don't care what mm-hmm. color you are mm-hmm. and it's like you know they're like oh i don't see color and it's like then you don't see me you can't walk around and be like i don't see color because my color is part of my identity like as much as it's like mm-hmm. giving oh, me very much bro, the hate I resonated with that movie <laughs> so hard like you don't even understand but you know I, I read movie. the book first and then I watched the movie and I was just like okay I'm noticing differences but it's still very good um and we'll we'll get on to mm-hmm. the issues of like colorism and stuff like that in a in a, yes. <laughs> in a later oh my podcast God, yes. <laughs> but you know it's like the white people who try and just go so hard to say i don't see color it's like you're the color that you are your ethnicity your race it's part of your identity 
So to say that you don't see Mm -hmm. that, like I said, you don't see me. Like you, you may see personality, but you don't see struggle. You don't see adversities. You know, you don't see this, this, the important things. And there are, of course, there are good things that come with, you know, your race. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, being black only means you have adversities, but you know, you're not seeing Mm -hmm. the whole culture behind me. Like, you know, if I were to talk to a white person and, you know, I mean, white people don't have culture, but, you know, to. Uh... Yeah, white cultures exist, but like other yeah, like European obviously. stuff exists just to so the white people don't get pressed. We know y'all countries have cultures, but like yeah. white and, and is the fact not that white a cultural people, thing. They're like, oh, yeah, OK, but I'm Irish and I'm like, you don't eat Irish food. You don't speak Irish. You don't understand Irish. You've never been to Ireland. Like, I'm not saying, like, you don't have to (laughs) go to the country that your family may originate from to, you know, be there. But it's like, at least eat the food. Somewhat comprehend the language. If you're only using that to seem like you're not racist. Right, or if you're just using, like, you know, someone says the statement to you, white people, there's no such thing as white culture. And you're like, okay but i'm irish all right can you tell me the colors of the irish flag tell me them right now <laughs> look green fun fact it's the same as the indian flag oh. if you're irish hit me up um well, you don't want that spuds <laughs> you don't want that spuds <laughs> i forgot about him oh god <laughs> I take it back. If you're Irish, actually stay away from me. Like, really far away. Um, yeah, super so far. Like, literally um, stay in Ireland, Irish, actually. Yeah, I mean, Spuds. Actually. <laughs> actually, I think I'm going to be a lot of bad. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you need to see people of color as people of color. You can't ignore that. That's unfair to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about it's about that balance. Just for the white people who's probably like confused right now, like when do we speak? <laughs> when do I not speak? Like it's about that balance. When we're speaking about our experiences mm-hmm. like we're doing right them. now, we want y'all to listen. Yeah, we don't like if you disagree based on your experiences right that still doesn't give you the right, right. to say no you're wrong because right. like this, that often this is our the topic of um, right? white privilege you know white people will automatically be like so mm-hmm. you're saying that because i'm white i never had to work hard a day in my life and we're like no that's not what we're saying whatsoever right. we're just saying that we have a system that directly benefits you because you are white i'm not saying like you could have come from right. nothing and worked your way up to being a billionaire I'm not, but I'm saying mm-hmm. that you still have a sense of white privilege that made it that much easier for you to get to where you are. Like I said, mm-hmm. no one's taking away from the fact that you right. worked hard as hell to get what you had, but you still right. had just right. a, a tiny boost to help you get there. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I feel like you can definitely see that in like a. Um, pursuit yeah. of happiness or something you know just that power dynamic but um so yeah like we want y'all to listen take notes you know mm-hmm. just like consider what we're saying that's that's all we're asking and we don't we want y'all to help us support us exactly. like, use your privilege to help us but not use it to outshine us or to right, benefit right. yourself you know not use it to like cover POC voices and be like, I'm a white person and like, racism is don't bad. Do that. Look, that makes you <laughs> like, come you off know? as weird. Um Let's talk my, about Pisces. My mother is a Pisces. <laughs> my mom's fiance is a Pisces. My cousin's a Pisces. Y'all could fight me. <laughs> Desiree, fight if me. you're listening to this throw some rounds we don't like you like i I am sick of you like the conversation that we were having in the um instagram chat the other day i was like yo i'm not gonna sit here and argue with this girl i'm gonna get mad (laughs) and the um which which one when she said that our chat has like no brain cells oh yeah i was like that's i'm like currently in this moment (laughs) i have said nothing we're it's just you 
Desiree's gonna listen to this podcast because I'm gonna tell her that we mentioned her. She's gonna be like, she's gonna get. I can't even defend myself. No, hush. Desiree, we love you. We make fun of you because we love you. We also make fun of white men. I mean, not be a definite love white men. So. I I like this. this is this going pretty well. We've, I like we've this. said for like about a good year now. We're like we need to start a podcast. <laughs> mhm. And here's the reason why. It's because we'll talk about serious stuff. Yeah. This is literally like we were on a FaceTime call. By the literally, way. we did this podcast. All the this time. is what our FaceTime call sounds like. It's us talking about serious topics, talking as if we know everything in the world. Which honestly, I kind of <laughs> do because I'm a genius. So shut up. I'm sorry. And. <laughs> And then it's just us like laughing exactly, in the and, and I talking feel like about what makes Irish. That much more comfortable for white listeners is that we're making jokes out of it. We're laughing. We're showing that this is all in good fun. Of course, the conversation mm-hmm. is serious, and of course, it's something that you truly need to listen to and understand. But we're showing that you know it doesn't have to be this. Like it doesn't have to be stigmatized. Like, you can have a conversation about race mm-hmm. and not have to be completely a thousand percent serious the whole time. We can have a little bit of fun in the conversation without everyone, you know, feeling hate crimed. <laughs> so, this is just like years of like pent up, like, you know, not being able to speak. Like, I literally, going back to the history thing, like what we learned in history, I don't think I can name any Indian mm-hmm. person that we've learned about other than Gandhi. Like, and even then, if I'm being honest, yeah, Gandhi was a bad don't really person. like Gandhi. <laughs> There's so many things that he did. There was definitely a lot of things not to like about him. And the thing is that white people here, because again, mm-hmm. it's not your fault if you're just a learner, but they're just taught that like, oh, here's the guy that liberated India and everything was all good. You know, there's a whole other um, group of people. I forget the name. Once again, because we weren't really educated on it. And then, like, I kind of had to yeah, yeah. my parents and movies and stuff like that. But there was a whole other group who yeah. were kind of like the Black Panthers of India. Like, they were very, yeah, like, yeah. they were much more aggressive, obviously. But, you know, some people like them better exactly. just because it's of, like, the same their thing with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. It's like you know, we're painted this amazing picture of Martin when, you mm-hmm. know, he really, like, he cheated on his wife and, like I said, put women and children in front mm-hmm. of the protest while Malcolm X didn't believe in that. I don't think he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. And even, like, like, I remember we had watched the movie X and, um... I remember it was it was honestly so important. It's one of the only movies that I've stayed awake during in class because um, it was honestly so good. You know, in the movie, you find out. So Malcolm X was <laughs> a part of the Nation of Islam, which is different from Islam. But the Nation of Islam was only black people, you know. <laughs> and so Malcolm grew up thinking, you know, mm-hmm. that only black people were Muslims and there, there were no white Muslims, whatever. Until he found out that, right. that the Nation of Islam was bad. He went to... um like the mecca to become like a real muslim you know when you take a trip around mm-hmm. and he goes to take his journey and he finds that there were a lot of white muslims like blonde hair blue eyes that there are more muslims of all colors mm-hmm. and so he's like oh, like i you know was shown mm-hmm. that you know we have to be so um like anti-white and whatever when really like white people mm-hmm. can be a Muslim too, and it, it's it's a really good movie mm-hmm. if you ever um get the chance to watch the movie X with uh Denzel Washington. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yes, he plays Malcolm. Oh, um, yes. Who young Denzel? We we love young Denzel. Anyways, Another topic um... that we can bring up is that you know sometimes people can be so pro um, POC that it makes them anti-white and. The goal isn't to be anti-white. Mm-hmm. As much as we may talk mm-hmm. crap about white people, that's not mm-hmm. the goal. Like, you can be pro-black or pro-Indian or pro-whoever, just pro-POC without being anti-white. Mm-hmm. We are trying to be unified, not even mm-hmm. more divided. And by kicking white people out and isolating them and just constantly making them seem mm-hmm. like the devil, that's not helpful to the situation right. whatsoever. That's not helpful. Right. As much as I hate, um, you mm-hmm. know, being surrounded by white people in our town, 
I think growing up there has helped me realize yeah. that we're not all the devil. You know, if we, if I feel like if I grew up somewhere um, where it was predominantly Indian, I would definitely have yeah, a very, a very anti-white, yeah. you know, like, because we would be the majority. Yeah, it would be a very skewed view. So I think definitely, like, I have, this so <laughs> bad, like, I have black friends, but, like, like having white friends, like, you know, being, you know, because of the limited yeah. uh, POC friends that I could have made, um, being able to make white friends has shown me exactly, that, you exactly. know, white people And for me, bad. growing up in Hartford, mm-hmm. it's like, I have, like, you know, Hartford is mostly, like, black and Hispanic people, so for the most part, I am surrounded by people that are like me, but when you've gone to school mm-hmm. with a in a place that's not people like you whatsoever, right. it can just be so different, and that's why I wanted to go to an HBCU, because I'm like, I need a culture change so desperately <laughs> and mm-hmm. for a while I was thinking I'm like yeah. yeah maybe I shouldn't go you know maybe it'll just be such like a culture shock because I went from being in a predominantly white school right. but I was like I cannot do it I need to mm-hmm. be around my own people now like it's it, like with the the climate right. that we're getting into it's like I need to be around my own people at this point it sounds mentally healthy <laughs> Yeah. No, and that makes sense because we've reached a point, like, we've grown yeah. up, you know, in a white school, essentially, or we've, you know, we've gone yeah. to a predominantly white school for a long time. So we've reached a point where we understand that white people aren't bad. And so it's not bad for us to want to kind of delve, as we're getting older, you know, delve yeah. more yeah, into yeah. our people, our culture kind of thing. Just to feel that comfort that we didn't feel for the first couple of years that we exactly. were going to the school. And it's like, like I said, um, with with white people, it's, it's like, you know, it gets so draining sometimes to constantly hear, like, this white person said this racist thing. You know, just walking down the hallway and hearing things mm-hmm. or just listening to the ignorance or just the pure caucasity. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, ignorance. It can just be <laughs> hearing a white person talking about a fish they caught. And it's like, all right, okay, look, look. You already walk around here wearing pastel yeah. shorts and sperries. Can you not? I please can you not <laughs> please Brady like <laughs> there's, I don't think that Brady I don't think there's a kid in our school Brady. Brady, uh, Brady if there's not one in our grade I don't think <laughs> yeah if you're a Brady from please Avon don't. High and you're a senior hit us up hit, hit uh, her up leave me alone <laughs> don't hit us up <laughs> hey I'm not I, you okay Chloe makes it oh. seem like I praise white oh. men. <laughs> oh, oh! I but do should not. I refer back I to my swear. short story? Okay. Also, one other thing: Chloe's writing a short story about an Indian I, girl I who obsesses over white guys. I, I guess who was the inspiration? First, I made her so desperately clingy to white men <laughs> that it hurt, and it hurt to write it. So. I so I'm I growing and, and evolved the character into someone who. You know, it just kind of plays with men's hearts more. And, you know, someone who just kind of plays with men's hearts and doesn't really get committed to anyone because of one bad experience. She plays with more white boys' hearts than she does any other race. But, you know, we'll call it reparations. (laughs) But, you know, I've (laughs) I've since evolved the character. As I should. First, I low-key thought Timothy Japugalu was English. I don't know. Is he not? So. I don't think he is. Like I remember just... <laughs> Timothy Talamander <laughs> isn't Timothy Charizard. <laughs> oh god, Timothy Cardwell is just like Yeah. Like <laughs> Watergate is like
salamander. Uh, <laughs> 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 Timothy Crockpot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Timothy Charity. Um <laughs> No, no. Oh my god. This is this has just become oh Timothy god. shout. Yeah. I I Slander. can't even say his last I cannot name. breathe. I love how we can go from talking about systemic racism <laughs> to just saying Timothy Chalamet wrong Bro, for five minutes. So um, Caroline, if you're listening, I'm going to reel you in for an Asian podcast because you're half white. <laughs> you're not a you're bad not. I'm Asian. Sorry, you're not a bad oh Asian. Oh my God. Your parents, you're... <laughs> but she was sorry. adopted by Caroline's white people. Caroline's completely Asian, I'd like to... <laughs> say that but her parents are white yeah so yeah that's that's, that's a very that's definitely a different perspective we could look into chloe yeah um chloe's definitely coming back at yeah some point. you know whenever Not even she some needs point. me She's back, i'll like, be every here you know i give that I black girl perspective you know i don't have a dad so i'm basically <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Quick story, really quick story about that. Okay, I went to dinner with my cousins the other day, right? It was like me and my two cousins, and my aunt brought us home. And one of my cousins has a little sister. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, we were going home, and she said something about her dad. I think she said something along the lines of, like, I don't have a dad. No, she said something about her dad. I was like, I mean, I don't have one. So, and me and my cousins started dying in the car. She said, All right, she might, she may have said, I don't have a dad. And I was oh, like, me too. My God. And we just started dying in the car. I made, like, a <laughs> dad jokes, and it was so, like, not having a dad joke. Like, it was so funny. And, like, I've done, I do all the time, because I, as a POC, you learn to make light out of your terrible situations, which is something we'll dive into more in another podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you learn to make yes, light out of your negative situations with jokes. That's just, uh, that, for the Black community specifically, that's how we cope with a lot of things, just joking. So, you know, like, for example, one day my uncle was talking, and then we'll sign off, I promise. Mm-hmm. But my uncle has said something to my cousin and was like, oh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> I'll give you, like, your first drink or something. I was like, since I don't have a dad, can I get mine from you, too? <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so uh, funny. And I'm like, I'm like, it's laugh. It's okay. I made the joke because I want you to laugh. I don't want you to sit here feeling awkward. But I, I, I laugh. <laughs> Like just laugh with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. But anywho, yeah. Oh God. Wait, I'll um. I was gonna add something to my list and I forgot. <laughs> I forget things a lot. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, yeah, we'll figure out. A this game is and a the way end of the off. podcast. We'll figure yeah. out a way to sign off. Yeah. We'll figure out a racist name and picture Hell yeah. to put up. Because it's not racist <laughs> if we do it. And screw you. And um, anyways. So this is the seventh time we're signing off. Uh, uh, porch monkey. Let's end with a joke. Chloe, you got any jokes? <laughs> you got any jokes? My wife. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, <laughs> ignore Chloe's annoying laugh and bye. Let's call it a day.